Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. more into the Shulamite and where she is at. So do you have anything, Joanna, before we move? Nope, let's do it. This is Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 5. Rightly do they love you. This is the Shulamite talking. Rightly do they love you. I am dark but lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not look upon me because I am dark, because the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Okay, this is really, this is part of one of the first ones I've read that this was really hard for me. And I think every woman can really relate to this. She is saying, you deserve this love, but I don't. I'm not worthy. Um, She was talking about she's dark because she had to work outside in the sun. So there was, she was saying, basically, there's nothing special about me. I'm just a working class person. And she's embarrassed. She felt unattractive. And then, but she also says, but lovely. So I'm sitting there going, you say you're not attractive. You say you're not worthless, but yet you say you're lovely. And I think what she was trying to say is I'm not ugly, ugly. I just can't work on myself. You know, it's kind of like some people who said, well, I'm a good person. What does that mean? You know, Oreo is good, but it doesn't mean it's good for you. So she was having a a really tough time about where she felt where she was at. And I think a lot of us do that. We're very hard on ourselves. ourselves. And some days we don't feel so unattractive. And then other days we do. And um, she was, but she was definitely not feeling the worthiness of his love. But here's some very powerful words in the Bible. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God is saying, you're not worthy, but I love you and I will make you worthy. He's saying that even though you can't clean yourself up, I can clean you. You know, I know you're a sinner. I'm not waiting for you to be perfect. I'm coming after you if you'll let me. But we have to let him. And that's the hard part. And so when I really felt her and her pains basically saying, you know, you people are worth it, but I'm not. I'm just, I'm just a working class person who's, you know, who's just, I'm neglecting myself. And I have my own personal example as well as I have told you on more than one occasion, um, you've received a text from me in, in the way of me saying like, I don't think I'm going to make a good wife, Anna, at this point in my life, I don't think I'm going to make a good wife. And what do I always tell you? You always come, what do you tell me? Usually it's none of us make a good wife, but we're willing to work hard at it. And and what you also tell me is you're not the the wife that you used to be. The yes. Lord has already healed, healed you, you yes. and changed you, and you'll be great. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's part of that that Feeling growing it's an insecurity. Yes, it's insecurity, and that's what she was. She was very insecure about who she was. You know, um, I know. Do I talk about that? I think I talk about it later. I'll get into it. I think. Do I talk about it later? I think you do. I think I talk about it later. So I'll talk about it later. Um, we're gonna go ahead and and. Um, and continue what we're at. We didn't, um, you're like, hey, you didn't like talk about everything in there like you did on some of the other ones. No, this is a, this is a, this is a knit together. 
and or unless you crochet and that's a crochet together um maybe you glue but this all comes down to one package you're worth it i'm not and how many people look at that you you are you are worthy of what you've got i'm not and we start doing that comparison game yeah. and she probably was that's probably so but lovely because she probably compared herself to some others and was like but i'm not like that I'm yeah. not over there who they've got it all together, but I'm not exactly over there where they're, you know, eating out of the trash can either. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, she's just really talking, but then she, um, then she starts talking to her, her beloved, to to her beloved. And, and this is uh, Solomon's song, Sol- Solomon chapter one, verse seven. And I always do that just because I listen to the radio Christian radio. And when I listen to someone speak, sometimes I turn on the radio and I'm in the middle of it. And I'm like, you know, unless you said like the word Nebuchadnezzar, sometimes they're talking. I'm like, where in the Bible are you? Right. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I might be able to figure out, I'm like, oh, we're in the New Testament somewhere, but where? So anyway, that's why I always want to make sure I say it. But we're in verse seven. And the first chapter of Songs of Solomon. Tell me, oh, you whom I love, where you feed your flock, where you make it rest at noon. For why should I be as one who veils herself by the flocks of the companions? Now, I don't know what got her her got her attention. I don't know why she's starting to have this change of heart, but this is a great picture of the God doing the drawing. What we talked about earlier, he draws everybody differently. You know, some people he draw because, you know, they just, they're there and they, they can do it. Some people have to go through a a string of events to get them drawn. We don't know exactly what drew her, but what we are seeing is that she's getting drawn. And this is the picture of Jesus, the great shepherd. And she wants to be where he is. She wants to find him. She wants to be unashamed. Um, She doesn't want anything skewing what she sees. Um, Because it says in verse 18, but we are all, Oh, I didn't write the rest of this. Somewhere in your Bible in verse 18. <laughs> I did Just a bad, go for it. It's I did a bad scripture. job, y'all. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And what, do you, what are your thoughts, Joanna, while I'm sitting here um, uh, looking up that scripture real quick? <laughs> So I can tell everybody where it's at. About, I didn't make it up. Let's see here. Um, so what, what we're talking about is, talk about the what says the one who veils herself. What do you think about a veil? I mean, veil has different meanings in the Bible. What are some of the meanings of the word veil? I, I found that interesting, by the way. The meanings of the word veil. What's the first thought oh, in your head about veil? My first thought is the veil that rips, that is no longer separating Ooh, that's a good one. between um, God. Okay, what about the other two veils? Um, uh, one of the veils was used to, if you were um, single, you had to keep your face covered. Oh, well. That's ish. not it. Well, that was the veil of a prostitute. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, whatever. But they talk about the veil, a yeah. prostitute being veiled. Uh, uh, one of the, the Lord uses the veil of us being blinded. Right. Where he rips back our veil so that we can see everything that he's doing clearly. What about also the a veil that Any a bride wears. Okay. Yeah, actually, okay. yeah. yeah. And and where we're talking about the veil is in Second Corinthians. Because I went and found it. That's 318. the veil I'm talking about. The yeah. veil where you're single, yeah. and then then you get married, and he yeah. flips it back. Fix and it. He sees his exactly, bride. exactly. But I also want to talk about. Um, we often create Jesus that fits our lifestyle. 
we put a veil on so we can't really see who Jesus is so that we are not accountable. But honey, we are accountable. We cannot be have a veiled face and expect to see Jesus. That's why the green... Not in all his no. glory and detail. And, and that's why um, when we see a bride with a veil, they... You know, still go back to Jacob on that one. They take off the veil so that they can see their bride and her full. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, I, I was going back to Jacob as well in just a, a second. So perfect. Yeah. So um, now the commentary say this is, I'm not saying she's a prostitute. Okay. She is not a loose woman because apparently, but apparently prostitutes did wear veils. Um, most likely. So they could not be seen. Um She's doing more of a commitment, you know, and some of us will say, I'm, you know, I'm not a prostitute, but look at, but look at the word. And some people are going to say, but I'm not a prostitute. But if you look at the word, um, cause I don't want to insult anybody, but if you use word hippo prostitute means decrease the value character or quality of to sacrifice oneself's talents in return for a profit to offer carnal services in exchange for money. So sometimes when we, there's another one, uh, which one? To treat someone oh, badly. Oh, yes. Badly, cruelty, or unkind. So, the, the, you know, the idea of a prostitute is not just one who's, you know, selling their body for money. There's plenty of other ways you can be a prostitute. And what we're trying to say is we don't want that veil to where we're trying to hide who we really are. You know, we got to admit who we are. You know, are we a follower of Jesus or are we not? And what we're going to see this relationship is she wants to see him without a veil, nothing skewed, completely pure, eye to eye, very relational. Can I let my dogs out? Yeah, you do your thing. Okay, I'll be right you back. You want me to let them out so you can keep talking? No, you keep talking. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, okay. So one thing that I was thinking of when she was talking about, um, you know, there's, uh, maybe we can use the word, we can prostitute ourselves to sin. You know, that's when we're giving over to the lusts of our flesh, which we do on a daily basis. Um, and some of us uh, do it freely because we don't know Jesus. Um, if we're doing that on a daily basis, then, uh, and those of us who are Christians who do know the Lord, who do have a relationship, we should be feeling some kind of um, self-consciousness about that where we're um, realizing or getting, you know, uh, guilty, where we're feeling a little bit guilty about our decisions on the things that we do. And sin comes in so many forms that where we could um, worship or prostitute ourselves out to um, our addictions or um, to what if we're just doing something that, that we're just flat out not supposed to be doing that the Lord said don't do, and we continue to do it. Okay, that is um, all about um, living in sin and living a life that is absolutely ungodly. And um, so that's where we, um, let's see, where are we at here? Okay, so we could talk about, um, well, Anna's coming back. We could talk about being committed. Another thing we talked about earlier is um, living a life of commitment that does not hardly exist in today's world. 
And um, sorry, we were just talking. About, I was just rambling on. Oh, I'm so, so glad you did because I thought my dog had a great idea. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway, so uh, we're just talking about commitment because you were just talking about commitment. Yeah. So um, no, you and how it literally doesn't exist today. No, it doesn't. And that's why. And then we do. You know what? I think we're encouraged. I started thinking about this when I was taking my outdoor break, per se. Um, so I had a lot of hot tea and water. Um, we often veil ourselves on purpose. Because we don't want people to see who we are. We don't want them to see us broken. We don't want them to see us hurt. So we create a facade. We create this, take this veil and create something that's not really there. And which that, is that wall of survival. Yes, we were it's a wall of survival. You, it's your chain that you're, you, you chain yourself to. I was, I was sitting there thinking about it because I've had people tell me this. They thought I was an outgoing person. I'm not. By nature, if the Lord does not move me, I am happy to sit against the wall and be invisible and be invisible. Just be a wall butterfly. Watch everybody. You know, no. Is there some time and place to sit there and watch people? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all about just standing there watching people knowing where my, I'm an exit person. I got to know where my exits are. That will never change. Literally the yeah. exits to the room. <laughs> yeah. I have to know where my exits are and I have to know how to make my escape. Not because I'm trying to escape people, but because I've been held down before and um, that ain't happened again. Um. Oh, hey, I know this is, see, I want to tell y'all that we are so real. Do we want to go see Andrew play tonight? Absolutely. When okay. is it? Um, Tonight at 730. We have plenty of time. Okay, let's do okay. it. See, I told y'all we are real. We will not bother anybody about that. But I, so my, my first instinct is to put on the veil and hide myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. ladies. This is just us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm going to get up. We're just like squirrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to hide myself. Okay. I want to hide. I don't want anybody to see me. And that's been some of the biggest challenges as being married to a pastor who's very outgoing is I have to get seen. And I don't want to be seen. <laughs> I want to be veiled. Down. That was a huge challenge for you. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Ray's like, so when are y'all going to be done? An hour? Yeah. <laughs> but it was It was a very big challenge for me. And in fact, I was listening to my daughter-in-law and I felt her pain because she is not, um, I always thought she was outgoing, but she'll tell you she's not that outgoing. And she was talking about, I'm who? not, a, who? Emma was oh. telling me that. She says, but my son over here loves to say hi to the strangers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. So yeah, I that is that. true about Emma. She um, she's very quiet and reserved, unless you know her. Yeah, unless you know her. And yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, but our, her her my, my son, oh, your son is absolute opposite. opposite. And I started thinking about that too because my parents are too. It's is I think the Lord does that on purpose. He'll take a person who is not outgoing and stick them with a person who is outgoing. Probably want, one we we want we actually kind of somewhat desire that, but we help even each other out. That's true. I'm not so outgoing where I'm annoying, but and and. At the same time, Ray's not, or um, Ray's not, actually, my parents are a better example of this. My dad's very outgoing. My mom's not. My mom keeps my dad calm, and my dad gets my mom up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they can be nice, nice, even platform. But that's Ray and I. I mean, you know, but we sometimes also take turns. There are some times we'll be in a situation where I'm more the outgoing person. He's the one who's kind of pulled back. And there's other situations where he's the one out there, and I'm the one pulled back. But my first instinct is to be very veiled. I don't want anybody seeing who I am. I want to be hidden. But that is not what Christ wants for us. Because if I can share with you my brokenness, if I can share with you my pain, I can rejoice with you. I can weep with you. I can show you the way. 
I can show you Jesus by not being hidden. Amen to that. All right, anything great. else? Yeah, no. No, no, no you're not. You know, and that's vulnerability. Yes, yes. You're in such a vulnerable state when you are willing to throw back your veil. Yes. Um, show who you are. Yes. Allow the Lord to heal any yep. brokenness that's going. Mm-hmm. It's such a vulnerable yeah. time. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. You have to unveil yourself before the Lord. Yeah. He knows your He knows your weaknesses. You are not hiding. You're not anything. hiding anything. But you have to be willing to expose yourself to the Lord to say, yeah. "Hey, see this? I don't like it anymore. I need you to take it. I need you to clean it. I need yeah. you to work on this. And I know it's going to be painful." And it's not going to be overnight, but I need you to help. But it is temporary, ladies. Yes. If you stay on track yeah. with the Lord, that particular pain of that yeah. particular broken heart is temporary. But I've also seen ladies who want to stay there. I'm like, because they don't want to get healed. I don't like the pain. It's like, okay, yeah, I know, but you're already in pain. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. Right. You're already Let's in pain. Do it. Let's just do it. Let's Come do on, it. let the Lord take care of it. Um, like you don't so, have to do it know, alone. And really, honestly, that last broken heart I had that I didn't know I had, he didn't take me back to where it came from. I still don't know that where it came from, but I feel better and I feel more healed. He might tell you later. Yeah, he might. I don't know, know what it is. But maybe you know. he won't. I don't know. Sometimes we like to recut ourselves too, if you think about it. <laughs> we like to revisit things. Yeah, yeah. I am healed. Oh, let's go back. Oh, that felt good. You yeah. Know. Or the enemy will bring us oh, back yes. and now, then the enemy we likes stay to, there. Yes, the enemy loves to take you back yeah. to try to get you to go back into that place where you yeah. cover yourself up and you hide. And sometimes you have to tell the enemy, no. <laughs> Not going back. Yeah. Just not going. Sometimes I'll be mad in my own business yeah. and the enemy will bring mm-hmm. back a horrific memory and then I'll get a little bit caught up in it, but only for like yeah. a couple minutes. And then I'm like, hold up. Uh, you need to shut up. I'm not even married to that man yeah. anymore. He's not even in my life. I haven't talked to him for 10 yeah. years. Sometimes I have to clap and go, hey, hey, yeah. I got forgiven. I ain't going yeah. back there. Leave you know? me alone. You're not allowed was, to speak to me. I know I was stupid. All right. We both agree. <laughs> everybody knows I was stupid. I don't need to go back there. It is not a secret. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to go back there. Okay. I do. I think about some things. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was stupid. But we all know that. So I don't need to go back. Right? <laughs> we've yeah. already, we've already. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's not. It's not. The Lord knows all about this. That's when you go back and say, Lord, help, Lord, help, Lord, help. So anyway, so anyway, I really, uh, that part about the veil really strikes me. And I just really, that was one of the ones that when the first time I was studying, I, it, it would bring me to tears. Because the veil has so many different meanings. But what we have to really look at is, are we willing to expose ourselves to the Lord and say, hey, here yeah. I am. Um. Even though there's a, a famous statue that I had to learn about. I didn't look at it in class. I thought it was inappropriate. It was it's David. He was a statue of David drawn oh, naked. Yeah. And I refused to look at it in class. I might have been a bit of a, um, I probably was a little bit too verbal about that. Um, I could have been a little bit more discreet on my not looking at it. But anyway, the point was, is I did ask the Lord, why? Why would he draw him naked of all, you know, why? And you know what the Lord told me? He's vulnerable. Yeah. Humility. It's hard to be proud when you're naked before the Lord. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but that's where the Lord wants us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a Maybe sexual. Maybe not literally. No, probably literally because it's yeah. not a sexual thing. Well, I mean, yeah. you know I mean, sometimes my best praying is in the shower. Yeah. Before the Lord. Well, you can also be naked before the Lord yeah. and just yeah. bearing it all. Exactly. Um, like exactly. your heart, your yeah, right. soul, your emotions, yeah. your thoughts. But sometimes, you know, if you're in the shower, you, you, you're in that place, go before the Lord. I mean, you're in there for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. My, hey, pray. You know, sometimes yeah, I'm brought to my knees in there. Yeah. Because 
we are vulnerable. We're exposed. When I was telling y'all earlier about the Lord said, you missed it all. Yes. Uh, that was in the shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang near brought me to my knees. Uh-huh. Claude, leave him alone. <sighs> okay. I'm a 17-year-old cat who thinks he's a kitten. Picks on everybody. He's, oh, the house, he's the boss. He's the house bully. Yeah. Um, so let's go to Songs of Solomon, uh, chapter one, verse eight. If you do not know, O fairest among women, 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 this is the beloved talking, O fairest among women, follow in the footsteps of the flock and feed your little goats beside the shepherd's tents. It's okay, oh. Anna. He's, he's howling. The cat. He is. does that at his water dish. Oh. Stop. Please. It's okay. Keep going. Okay. Sorry, y'all. They probably can't hear it. Oh, I hope not, because it sounds it's okay. bad. Well, it's animals. Well, the first time we heard our cat do that, I thought he was dying, and we rushed in there to see if he was dying, and then he stopped, and he goes, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> We're going to start again on Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 8. All if right. you do not know, O fairest among women, follow in the footsteps of the flock and feed your little goats beside the shepherd's tent. I have compared you, my love, to my filly among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, and your neck with the chains of gold. Yeah, I know. Your first thought, ladies, is probably mine. What do you mean you're comparing me to a filly? Excuse me? I'm a horse? (laughs) What are we talking about here? Hang on. Hang on. It's not just any horse. Okay. The beloved is saying, you are prized. You are beautiful. Yes, there are many, but I see only you. With Israel, God says, I created lots of nations, but you, Israel, you're mine. Our salvation comes from the Jews. You know, Jesus is a Jew. So this is one of the reasons we talk about Israel all the time. So people forget that Jesus is a Jew. But for us, he says, he welcomes us. He sees us even though he has lots of children. He sees us individually as special. You know, let's, um, let, let's, okay. I know people don't like to hear this. So we're going to say it. So buckle up. If you unfasten your seatbelt, put it back on. It's like being on an airplane with turbulence. I'm about to cause turbulence. All right, let's go for it. We are not all of God's children. People will say that. Oh, we're all God's children. No, we're not. Not according to Jesus. Not according to the scriptures. We have the right to become the children of God. And this only happens through relationship with Jesus. We are all God's creation and made in his image. We are not animals. We are created in God's image. And um, so, because in, in Genesis, it says we're made in his image, but that doesn't make us all his children. We are adopted into the kingdom upon belief. John one twelve says, but as many has received him to him, them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So if you reread that the other way, if you have not believed in his name, you're not a child. And Romans 8.15 says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So, um, so what he's saying here is when you, he, okay, so if we, we go back to the beginning, we can follow those who he sent before him to see who Jesus is. We can follow, we can feed where they're feeding. And, and when he says, I compared you, he's saying, yeah, there's a lot out there, but I only see you. So ladies, when you think that, well, there's all these other people, look what she does. Look what this lady does. Look at what she does. God's saying, but I see you. I'm not worried about those other ladies. I have a different, I have a relationship with them, but I have a relationship with you as if there were no other. 
And that's why he's saying to my filly among the Pharaoh's chariots, it was actually a very much of a compliment back then because not just anybody got to be a Pharaoh's chariot. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.